If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hulky dokey. It's me. Sorry. I don't know why. <laughs> That's pretty why happened. Dude, that new Mario trailer dropped. When I said the okie dokie part, that wasn't okie intentionally dokie. Mario, but it became it Mario. It is now, dude. Do we start this? That would be a great way to open the show. Okie so you just dokie. start with that. Okie dokie. I think that was the beginning of the show, actually, <laughs> now that I think about it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the HP Podcast. We're going to have to let our um, producer know that that was the beginning of the show. Uh, this is Ben, and with me here today... <laughs> <laughs> is brandon what's up the most glorious pc gaming ginger how did you know oh oh wait i'll let you talk about it here in a minute oh, okay yes, please uh also with us is dave the thanksgiving list canadian landon dave hey how you doing it's not hey. really that big of a deal that you celebrate thanksgiving at a different time but i i do wonder like what is it you're thankful for in canada like you didn't have like the Native Americans come and teach you how to eat corn and stuff. Like, uh, I, mm. I, I'm pretty sure that happened up here too because there were there were British colonies up here mm. too the yeah, same dude. time as there was down there. So I got it. all the beavers up there, I know that. <laughs> yeah, all the loyalists up there and all the turncoats down south. But, right. Uh, right. I, I think that that part of history was kind of similar up until you know, yeah. The, yeah the 18th century. So. Um, yeah, but, but to answer your question, I'm thankful for, um, Justin Trudeau and I'm thankful for, uh, free healthcare, mm-hmm. even though the service sucks. Um, and yeah, I'm thankful for, uh, the part of winter between like November to, uh, like the second week in January. Cause that's when like Canadian winters, especially here in Southern Ontario are charming. Because you've got like, you know, the holiday feel and, you know, being inside and 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 being cozy and stuff feels nice. The vitamin D deficiency hasn't kicked in yet. Right. Um, but then once you hit like January, it just you get over it real quick. So I, I'm, but I'm thankful for that. Those first, you know, six to eight weeks are pretty sick. Nice. Yeah. 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 I, I legitimately didn't. I, it was a joke when I said it, but I actually didn't know if there was like a it's like, oh, we're going to have a national day of Thanksgiving, which, you know, is cool. Or if it was like actually based on a um, historical thing, because that's all I've ever known here. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure that that there were uh, Native American folk. I'm like 116th Cherokee, and I mentioned that one time to my seventh, seven-year-old, and now he runs around telling everyone he's an Indian. Damn, dude. Um, <laughs> so I think I made a mistake because yeah. he was asking, like, well, I don't remember how we got in the conversation, but like somehow about, you know, Indians, Native Americans. And I was like telling him about like the history and the good and the bad there and everything. And I was like, yeah, and, you know, your yada, yada, yada was 
Cherokee Indian. He's like, I'm an Indian. And I was like, no, don't, don't do that. Don't tell everyone that. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, just, you're like, you're not really an, you're not really Native American dude. Chill. Maybe Jeep Grand Cherokee, but yeah, yeah, that's probably closer <laughs> to it, but can't say Indian, man. Got, well, I, I think actually the the correct term has changed several several times, but I think what I've heard is indigenous. That might even be wrong too. I was re- so truth and reconciliation is the thing that's that's kind of gained a lot more importance here in uh-huh. Canada over the past two years because of certain events that have happened. Um, but I remember reading on like what the correct like politically correct term is. And it's 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 not native because apparently that word doesn't exist in um, indigenous languages. It's not First Nations. I can't remember why that one's wrong. It's definitely not Indian because you know the word Indian refers to a completely different country. Right. I think it's I think it's indigenous. That's the one that that's that's the one that's okay to use for now. Right, Dave. What um, what percentage indigenous or Native American, for lack of a better word, are you? One eighth. Okay, so you are technically more indigenous than I. I'm actually not. I just wanted to. Okay, so I then who are you were you to tell me what I can call my own people? <laughs> That's what I really want to know. The beginning of this episode is absolutely off the rails. I love it. Brandon, to switch up the topic a little bit, let's talk about Patreon real quick before I forget that. Let's talk about it. Uh, we have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash hands up panel support us for as little as a dollar a month. You can get ad free early access to the show. We appreciate you. Thank you very much. Also, hop on the Discord. Doesn't cost a dime except for a little of your time and mind share, maybe. Sometimes too much of your mind share, honestly, if Edmund's going ham in there. Um, but we'd love to have you <laughs> at both places. He's been tame. Free feed reviews are great. If you're on Apple Podcasts, even if you don't use Apple Podcasts, go over there and drop us a review. We'd really appreciate that. Brandon, now to you. Yes. We would like to know about your Black Friday purchase oh, wow. and the experience you've had thus far. Wow. Um, After a decade of you saying I you know. wanted to get a PC, it finally happened. I don't know that it's been quite a decade. Probably like five or six years minimum I've been talking about this. Minimum. I've known you for seven-ish years, and all of them you've been talking about a PC. So maybe longer than I think. Um, but no, I finally picked up a PC. Um, I didn't have anything in mind for a long time. Uh, but I got a pretty good deal on a 3080 uh, with a nice i7 in it. Um, so, yeah, I bought it from Best Buy. It's been fantastic. Um, it was a pre-built, just for anyone who wants to it know. It was a pre-built, yeah. yeah. It's I, a good pre-built, too. I looked at yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, as far as the parts go, I mean, I feel like I got a pretty good deal, um, you know, with the way things are with graphics cards nowadays. But um, really, I've only had about five or six hours with it total since i've been <laughs> home since you because got I've been, yesterday i've been working yeah um but i'm eagerly awaiting um some more pc time tonight uh i can't wait to be frustrated by every single game i play yeah. because i don't know it's <laughs> seriously like some people have grown up on pc gaming right Either that or let's say, you know, maybe you had a PC when you were a kid and then you had a console when you were a teenager and you learned that, but at least you still had some experience. I'm coming in almost fresh, like like virgin white snow on this aiming by controller stuff. And I've done it maybe a half dozen times at friend's you mean, house. You mean with a mouse? What did I say? You said controller. I knew what you meant and so did yeah, everyone else. Yeah, but just, yeah, yeah. But so... I have a little bit of a unique perspective and I don't know if anybody in discord has had anything like this happen to them, but I've been controller for so long and I'm not, 
I am very excited to, you know, learn something new and to like keep my mind malleable in that way. Um, but with games like Call of Duty that I am very proud about, you know, right. I like to win. Everybody likes to win. I think it's going to be a bit of a learning curve, but I'm just so happy the time has finally come. Um, it will help me out a lot when it comes time to do things that are a pain in the ass to do on my phone as well. Um, but like Discord. who am I kidding? It's going to be 90% gaming. Right. So, um, yeah, it's about damn time. Um, and I actually got way nicer of a PC than I ever actually thought I was going to end up getting. Nice. So, and uh, I think in the process, you only called Dustin and I like a total of two dozen times. Only, <laughs> yeah. only literally Dustin pretty much helped me like tear down and like set up and like, I was like, okay, I have this plugged in, but the speakers aren't working. And so he crawled behind and got it all figured out. I have these old ass speakers. So I'm working with some like strange peripherals right yeah, now. Yeah. Bless Dustin. He helped me out with the monitor. But the PC and the peripherals are a work in progress. But the gaming PC is here. Everyone. It's here. And um, I'm elated. A 3080 nonetheless. I really thought I was going to get a 60 or a 70, but um, I was looking at a 70 and for what was it 50 extra dollars for this it was a completely different build it wasn't just like right go a step up for 50 dollars or anything like that like it was a different computer but literally for 50 dollars i ended up getting a um a processor that was like three quarters of 2021 newer so it came out almost a year ago uh this year and then i got a step up in graphics cards so yeah. really can't beat that cannot it's good shit yeah absolutely and i'm just happy to know that um when you when we play together in call of duty if you're beating me it's actually skill and not <laughs> aim assist <laughs> so if there ever comes a time it's almost like once again we're going to go back to my pride because call of duty i'm not very good at a lot of things and like sure. i'm like passingly good at some things that's kind of how i am call yeah. call of duty you know I've played a lot of hours, so, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not the best. There are many people that are better than me, and I'm getting older and shittier than I once was. But, <laughs> but, we all? but um, I can't wait for the day that I just once beat you or Justin at something while only using my skills in the oh, game. Oh, I think it will It's going to happen. Soon. Yeah. I'm going to have to make it happen, to be honest with yeah. you. It's almost like a challenge. I, I feel like I take those sort of things head on when it comes to video games, and I could learn something in my life by how I uh, treat video games sometimes, like the persistence and the <laughs> stuff like that. But now, Brandon, anyway. not, not to pick on you too much, but no, no, one please, more thing please, here. Please, please, please. In the years I've known you, yes. I have had to sit for probably a full day's worth of hours yes. while you have figured out your password for something. Oh, dude, I don't want to talk about and it. And now that you're on PC, <laughs> you will need many more passwords. Trust me. And you will need a password manager. So let me help you. Yes. Well, I need I need help with ad blocker, even though I, I, I think I know what it is. It's but very there, easy. There might be multiple. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, and yes, I need that 100% because my email yesterday, if you looked at my email feed, uh, there's about a half dozen password resets I did yesterday uh -huh. because I just cannot. I, I don't know. I don't yeah. know what it is. I just save them in my phone once and then they flutter from my memory. Um, and even saving them in my phone apparently isn't enough because I will be looking at the password that it says it is and type it in and it still doesn't work. So yeah. I, I have some sort of infectious mind disease. Yeah. Um, I use LastPass 
Um, if anybody wants my referral code, let me know. But hey. I, uh, I think I just get like a dollar off or something. I don't oh, know. Nice. It's nothing. Cool. But I've used it for many years. I know there are some drawbacks with it and other people like other services. I've never had any issues. And it's literally served me for a decade almost at this point. And I used to tell people like, if I was down to the last $25 in my bank account mm-hmm. and my LastPass subscription was due, I would forgo a week's worth of food before <laughs> I'd forgo my LastPass membership. Not because LastPass, it's not LastPass specifically. It's that there is no way I'm remembering right. 1 billion. Pa- and if like, if, especially if you don't want to make all your passwords the exact yeah. same, yeah. which I mean, in fairness, some of mine still are like plenty of mine still are, but yeah, it's it's a lifesaver for me because I have so many things to log into constantly. And dude, Crumb does that for you though. I don't trust it. Really? No, I don't trust it. It's probably fine, but I don't. Gotcha. I don't trust it. All right, that's enough about Brandon's computer. We don't give a shit anyway. Yeah, that's right. About that, nobody cares. Just a d- half decade's worth of yeah, hope, just hope and right. dreams. Anyway, yeah. Let's uh, <laughs> let's talk about a couple rumors here. We got the first one. Dave sent over to me this morning. Polyphony Digital is considering releasing Gran Turismo on PC. This comes from gtplanet.net, a great source for it. GT Planet, talking about G- GT? I, I was going to say that yeah. checks out. Yeah. GT Planet is here in Monaco for the Gran Turismo World Finals and Gran Turismo's 25th anniversary event, and we had the chance to sit down with GT Series creator Kazunori Yamaguchi. Yama, Yamauchi. I apologize if I mispronounced that. A lot has changed since we last spoke to him, and one of the more interesting developments is the industry in the industry is the release of titles from major first-party PlayStation Studios on the PC. Naturally, this has led many to speculate if Polyphony Digital's Gran Turismo series could be making the jump, and we were curious to ask if that was something he would consider. Yes, I do think so, but there are some caveats. Gran Turismo is a very finely tuned title. He explained, there are not many platforms which could run the game in 4K60 natively, so one way we make that possible is to narrow down the platform. It's not a very easy subject, but of course we are looking into and consider it. So, long story short, PC. Like, they're they're just talking about PC. Uh, PlayStation has been, for a while now, releasing many of their first-party titles on the PC. That's going to continue, I believe, because really, maybe... Maybe you don't want to do day and date. I get it. You want people to come to your box to buy your hardware, but why not get that extra little bit of dip in there? Dave, I know you're not, um, you, you like racing, driving games. I don't know if Gran Turismo is your speed. Oh, dude. Dude, are you serious? We just talked about this last week, didn't we? He talked about Gran Turismo. Dude, D- Dave, 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 hold on. Dave. Dave. Talk to your boy, man. Talk to your boy. <laughs> How else would you like me to segue this? Dave, I know you don't play Dave, shit on PC, Dave, but Dave, are you interested in... No, no, no. I'm just playing. You did talk about Gran Turismo last week. I remember it as soon as Brandon said Dave. Yeah, yeah we, we chatted yeah, about he, a, bit of, a spot of Gran Turismo last week. Yeah. Um, he's, he's played a hint. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's... Dave, I want you to recall every game I've ever talked about. Yeah, exactly. Right <laughs> That's, I was going to actually yeah. say that to defend you. Um, Dude, you busted I know my you don't, I don't. I know you don't need defending, but we do talk a lot about, uh, about a lot of different video games on here. So, um, yeah, I mean, this is sort of par for the course at the moment for Sony, so it shouldn't be a surprise. Um, it, it's a little weird that, you know, he's saying that we have to get it like it's not as simple as just putting it on any console we want because like that article goes on to sort of remind everyone that GT7 the latest Gran Turismo in the series is currently running on sort of two and a half consoles when you factor in PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 4 Pro 
Um, so I don't know. I, I found that to be a little bit of a cop out. Um, it, it's clear that like it's something that's probably coming. Um, you know, Sony wants to get as much sort of revenue out of the PlayStation space as it can, and even though some of their latest titles haven't been all that successful and we're sort of like ho-hum about this like yeah they're probably going to do it whatever 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 we all have playstation 5 so if we want to go play gran turismo today we can but gran turismo coming to pc i don't think people realize how genre shattering that really would be because for years if you wanted to play gran turismo and this is a game that just celebrated or sorry a franchise that just celebrated its 25th anniversary if you wanted to play that game you had to do it on a playstation platform so what that meant was anybody who didn't have a playstation of which there are millions and wanted to play a sim racer had to go to pc um i'm gonna sort of excuse forza for the moment and we're playing games that weren't Gran Turismo. And at the moment, I mean, the two that are really dominating the genre outside of PlayStation are Assetto Corsa and iRacing. And they mm-hmm. are like really, really strong sim games. But they're super e- hardcore. Even though they have their audience, like Gran Turismo coming into their space would be absolutely earth shattering for the genre. So, again, you know, we've seen this whole PC port thing sort of evolve over the past year or so. But as far as how this could send ripples through the industry and that genre in particular, this could be one of the biggest. I'm not saying that, you know, Gran Turismo on PC is going to outsell God of War or anything like that, but like this has major, major implications for, for that genre. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how this sort of tails out um, because, you know, there really isn't a whole lot and, and this could really kind of hurt um you know those other those other games in the industry so i could care either way because i mean i'm playing it on playstation but um yeah i mean more people need to play this game so if you don't have a playstation and and this happens then check out gran turismo 7 it's a great game yeah i I was feeling a little bit bad about not remembering for a moment there that dave talked about gran turismo until i remembered that my full-time job is editing five people who talk (laughs) about every game who's ever existed (laughs) uh on a weekly basis so you talk for an hour at and least, then I have at, to remember you two on top of least, that. At least I know. Yeah. That. Okay. But I will agree with Dave. Um, I think this is really big news for uh, racing in general, especially Sims. Um, yeah, you're right, Dave. I don't even, you know, motorsport, Forza Motorsport is there, but it it feels a little bit different no matter what to me. Um, but I do think that, the answer that we're not quite sure what kind of hardware we're going to be pushing. It is a hundred percent a cop-out answer. I agree with Dave because Dave said it, it's running on PS4. And didn't you tell me something before Ben, like most people have like a 1060 or below. I don't remember saying that, something like that. I would not doubt or that, like though. a majority of, so like I'm thinking about that and I'm thinking about a almost 10 year old PS4 and I'm thinking to myself, okay, so maybe it can't run at 4K 60 on something that's close to a PS4, but I would think most people's PC are pretty comparable to a PS4, or you're probably not playing many games on it at all anymore. Right. I would think. I mean, I just got into the space, but just thinking about, you know, how old this hardware Brandon's is. Brandon's like, I just, um, you know, I have a 3080. I have <laughs> plebs with the 1060. Yeah, I'll, I could definitely run it at 4K 60, <laughs> maybe even 10K. Uh, but, uh, but no, I just think this is a really good move. Um, I would love to see GT on place or, or on PC. Um, 
And Sony's just coming in really strong with like some really good big titles that they're potentially deciding to put on. Like, I I don't know. It's just a win-win. We've talked about it so many times. And I think he played it very safe with his answer. But I think it's pretty clear that from what he said that we're we're expecting it soon. Yeah. Sort of the next big franchise that, that hasn't moved over yet. Because, I mean, you've got Uncharted, you've got Spider-Man, you've got God of War. Um, like, this Dude, it just you, kind of makes sense that this you would have Horizon? be Horizon. The first yeah, one, Horizon. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Days Gone. Days Gone. gone. Spider Man. Spider Man. What's left? Ratchet and Clank? Last of Us. Last of Us. I think The Last of Us Part One will come to PC. I think that's half the reason they made it. Ratchet and Clank would be cool too, actually. It's kind of crazy, though, that Little Big Planet made it before Ratchet and Clank, but I wonder if they want to give a that's rift apart. That's not technically part. first party either. Yeah, I, yeah but. I, yeah, I understand yeah. what you mean, but I wonder if they want to give a rift a. a I'm sorry, when I say a rift a rift apart, I keep wanting to say ripped a fart. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's intentional. I on think part, they want so. to give a rift apart a bit of uh, breathing room, but yeah. I mean that's I guess you know Gran Turismo and Ratchet and Clank. There's probably the next two that you're gonna see. So yeah, well, on that same rumor train, let's go to a rumor. Uh, about Valorant that comes from Twisted Voxel. It says Valorant is reportedly getting a console version soon. So we just talked about a game that's a console game going to PC. I mean, I was just thinking about all the peripherals. What a world we live in. Just all the peripherals for GT on PC. Well, that's... That's dude, a whole new market. I was just thinking about that. Like, even the wheel... Or an expanded market, really. Like, even the wheel. Like, I th- thinking about console gaming in a wheel, my father-in-law, he has to have... He, he pretty much built himself an entire setup, had to get a separate chair. Like, if you're at a desk, though... Right. It's, it's completely different. Yeah, completely different. Okay, sorry. Back to Twisted Voxel. They say that Riot Games Valorant is reportedly all set to receive a console version sometime soon based on the latest information. Bruh. According to multiple job listings on Hitmarker, the game will be getting released on consoles. The Valorant job listings are for a senior game designer and a game design manager, both in relation to the development of the console versions. The job description for the senior game designers states that the candidates will be required to design, tweak, and optimize the player experience. Their analytical skills, player insight, and creativity will all aid in crafting in-game and other game experiences that will engage and surprise players. Meanwhile, candidates for the game design manager position will be front and center in defining the direction for Valorant for consoles. They'll partner with leads from multiple disciplines to ensure that the game is the best it can be, leaving no conceptual stone unturned. So, Brandon... Yikes. You already seem down on this after owning a PC for less than 24 hours. Yeah. You're like, no, games, PC games shouldn't go to console. That's going to be <laughs> that, the theme of this That episode, is not what I said. He's a PC purist already. Dude, that's not what already. I said. Uh, I just don't... This is very akin to me to, like, Counter-Strike getting a console version. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense to me. Like, I don't know. I get games like Apex, and I'm not saying that, like... I don't know how to describe this. The aiming in games like Call of Duty is way easier than a game like Tarkov, than a game like Counter-Strike, than a game like Valorant. It's just different, okay? And uh, Counter-Strike and Valorant both are incredibly precise. Do you get what I'm saying, though? And, like, I'm not going to get into the... the, the, What the fuck is it called? Not auto-aim. Yeah. Isn't that aim funny? Assist? Isn't that funny that I thought it was auto aim? Uh, <laughs> not going to get into the aim assist debate, but like thinking about games like that specifically, like I think yeah. Apex can get away with it. I think Call of Duty can get away with it. I really genuinely wonder how a game that is so insanely precise, like Valorant or a game like Counter Strike, would be able to handle unless they just neglected to 
implemented it whatsoever, something like that on controller. Because you would think, based on everything games like Call of Duty have said, that these controller players need this sort of thing. Right. So, I don't know. That's what confuses me. And I don't know how, especially for how competitive these games are. Right. Call of Duty has kind of fallen by the wayside as far as competitive goes. They still have teams, but it's not like it used to be. But games like Valorant, games like Counter-Strike, he's still huge and very competitive scenes. And I just really wonder how that will completely change the entire ecosystem of these of these shooters yeah and just to talk about the aim assist thing for a minute i don't have a problem with i I think that they're right that console players do need the aim assist and i really like crossplay but my problem comes in when you have people on who are playing crossplay who do have the aim assist against people who don't and i know i'm a big proponent of like well you know mouse and keyboard does make you a better aimer a lot of times and i still think that's true and yeah you could always pick up a controller and play but like i think that crossing those two methods of input Mm -hmm. it'd be like if if you were playing a different game like with your hands and i was playing with my feet and i you know like i think it's just totally it is different. It's different. Yeah, it's yeah. it's completely. I guarantee, Brandon, within a week or two of you playing Call of Duty, you're going to be watching uh, kill cams and being like, "That guy had aim assist." Like you'll know, you'll <laughs> notice it when you're not when you don't yeah. have the aim yeah. assist. You'll yeah. notice the aim assist. Right, Dave Valorant on PC. Uh, I definitely remember you talking about Valorant in the past because uh, for sure you've played it, uh, right, Dave? No. Oh, see, Sorry, you're see, over two today, big guy. Yeah. yeah, that one was intentional. But. Okay, good. I really couldn't tell. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I my only memory of Valorant uh, was watching um, friend of the show, Gorgeous Matt Borges, play on Twitch Ooh. with yeah. you, Ben, in the chat. And oh, really? um, we'll I downloaded it that day because it was free to play, and uh, I never actually played it. I think I watched a little bit more of it on Twitch and realized – uh, it came off to me at the time as one of those toxic, um, if you're not elite, you're yeah. trash kind of games. So I was like, I don't need that. That's too much for me. But I mean, crossplay is sort of seems like um, the industry norm now. It's what we all come to expect. But where is that cohesion? Uh, just to kind of echo what Brandon was saying, because if you have a game where that aim precision is so so key to being successful um you know you're gonna have a hard time finding that middle ground i mean i think valorant is enough of a big name where you could maybe just have cross play for um console and you know if you're playing on xbox or ps4 you're only playing against other console players and that will level the playing field a little bit but i wonder what that lack of precision and aiming kind of robs from the experience because maybe it's the kind of game where you need that mouse and keyboard experience or it's not really the same. So yeah. Um, again, don't have a whole lot of background of, on Valorant, but uh, it's, it, it seems like a weird concept to me. So yeah. Yeah. I would highly doubt that we see a console or at least a controller and uh, keyboard mouse and keyboard uh, cross play. I would highly doubt that, but I do think it's good that they're getting it on console in some sense because this guy, I don't understand why it took them so long. This game has been huge for so long. And it's not, doesn't seem like that intensive of a game. It's clearly not because it can run on really crappy PCs. Like it's, that's one of the selling points. I don't see why they haven't done this already. Other than the fact that there'd be resistance from people because it is more of a PC shooter. It's more about, it's more like Counter-Strike. It's more precision, less run and gun. 
So I understand why they haven't done it to some extent, but to see it go on there, I guarantee would just meant them lots of money. Oh, yeah. Lots and lots of money. No, and I want to be clear. I like the idea. Mm-hmm. I just think it's going to be difficult for them. Yeah. No matter what. So. Yeah. Okay. More rumors that we're going to talk about. Uh, this one's kind of, it's kind of a rumor, but it's also kind of not because every month we get these and they're almost always correct. But VGC, Video Games Chronicle, reports that December's PlayStation Plus Essential Games have leaked. And who knows, they might even be confirmed by the time this episode is out for free feeds. But it says, Deal Labs user Billy, Bill Bill Coon, who has accurately <laughs> leaked the PS Plus lineups almost every month since September 2021, <laughs> has revealed what they claim to be the new titles coming to the service in December. You think they get this guy like... Yeah, I was going to say, how hasn't Sony found this guy? I don't know. <laughs> like... The new batch of games reportedly includes Mass Effect Legendary Edition and Biomutants. It also includes Divine Knockout. Um, Divine Knockout. I don't know what that game is. I, I never heard of it either. Yeah. Is it new? Or is it like a day one release or something coming to the... I don't know. Biomutant, though. That's cool. So, yeah, Biomutant um, coming. And Mass Effect Legendary Edition. It's so funny to think of this game because what wasn't Mass Effect originally an Xbox game? Is that... Yeah. Is that just the first? No, that's all of them. It's all three of them. Oh, it's all three? Okay. Yeah, the Legendary Edition is the one that came out either last year or the year before. The one where they updated the visuals. Yeah. Is that yeah. it? Yeah, okay. yeah the first like and Master. second one. Yeah. So it's funny because Mass Effect was originally Xbox, and then it switched over. I think on the third one, they had a PS3 release. I could be getting this backwards. It might have been PS3 and then Xbox. I can't remember for sure. But either way, it's just funny to think that, like, just, it, in, my, in my memory, it was Xbox only. Now it's coming to free the ps plus brandon you've never played the x the mass effect series and neither have i yeah dude i i played andromeda i remember when you played andromeda because you liked it a lot more than than dustin thought you should have liked yeah i think it's because i didn't know anything else yeah um and i liked it for as long as about 20 to 30 hours max right so and that that wasn't even close to the end from what i understand um but that's really cool i mean obviously an absolutely monumental and game-changing video game literally for every video game like that that game sent waves throughout gaming in so many different ways whether it be the writing whether it be the the multiple game progressions um the atmosphere the characters um just super progressive and ahead of its time in many ways um so that's obviously really exciting finally being able to play that especially in a in the best possible way, you know, with the update. Um, but I'm kind of excited about Biomutant only because it's free. I will say if I had to pay any amount of money whatsoever for yeah. this game, I would not be interested. But I remember playing this at PAX, and I don't know if that's why I'm excited or I just want to create my little cute little fur- furry character. Mm-hmm. I don't know. E- either way, I'm excited to finally be able to play this game and to have no barrier to entry. Um, so that's going to be really cool. Dave, are you are you excited about Biomutant or Mass Effect or? Uh, okay, so I, I'm gonna get back to Mass Effect, but um, just I was thinking the exact same thing. Like based on what I've seen of Biomutant and what I know about the game, like I think I'm gonna download it just to get to the character creator and like make <laughs> a weird little guy and then run around for maybe an hour. And hey, if I like it, I'll stick around with it. But did you can finally make your cat? exactly i was i was uh ecstatic when i when i saw this and i i hope it's true i assume it is because as we just discussed these leaks always seem to be true because um i've been reading this book 
called uh, The Last Watch. And it's like, it's a sci-fi book. It's in space. Um, and there's like these space stations that they have in the book and the way they describe them and the way I'm picturing them in my head, it seems like a straight ripoff of the mass relays for Mass Effect. So as I've been reading this book, I just can't stop thinking about Mass Effect. So like for the past three weeks, I've been like, okay, I'm just going to sign up for Game Pass and I'm going to replay the, the trilogy for a third time. And then I saw this tweet today and I'm like, perfect. <laughs> it's coming to PS Plus. So uh, the timing is great uh, for you two who have never played it or anybody who's listening has never played it. Yes, you heard that right. This will be my third playthrough and I would do it without hesitation. I love this series. It's it's fantastic. Um, you can make different decisions and, and playthroughs feel different. Even if they were identical though, it doesn't matter because it's just such a cool um, sort of series and like playing them back to back to back Having done it, like uh, I played e the three games as they came out, and then I did a second playthrough when the trilogy package came out and played it from start to finish, and it was an awesome experience because it was like watching one big long movie without interruptions in between. And um, yeah, I really like Mass Effect, if you can't tell. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm really happy that this is, is hopefully going to be one of the games that's coming out next month. Perfect Dave, you said without hesitation you would replay it, but then you also said that you'd been thinking about it for three weeks. So, could you tell the audience why you're just a liar? In well, I like I was going to do it regardless. <laughs> the question was just when, and, uh -huh. and now that it's coming, it's that decision's been made for me. So, uh -huh. sure, dude, Biomutant. I did play about ten or fifteen hours of this, Damn. and uh, I liked it. I was playing it. I was like trying, I was forcing myself to play it because Colin and I were supposed to do a spoiler cast for it. I think he played like an hour of it and then never played it again. So then I, once I found that I didn't have to do a spoiler cast, I moved on to whatever other game and I never went back to it. The thing I will say is I think it does a lot of things in a really cool way, but the game is too big for, for its own sake. Like it's, it's bigger than it needs to be in my opinion. And again, that's only playing a portion of it, but I felt like I got a pretty good feel for what the world was like and how much stuff there was to do and everything else. But I definitely think for free, it's easy. It's an easy pickup and easy check it out for sure. Dave, uh, are you excited for divine knockout? Well, big time, man. I've got a divine knockout uh, tattoo on my lower back. So right. this is, this. I've obviously played, I made the game. So uh, yeah, you should oh, play. True. Yeah. Sorry. I forgot about that. Bless. While we're talking about PS plus and those free games, we'll also talk about the new games with gold for December 2022. Now, this is something. We got Colt Canyon and Bladed Fury. What? Yep. Uh, Colt Canyon, hold on to your hats, partner. Let me tell you a t tale about a gunslinger that's been left for dead and his partner kidnapped. It's time for you to head out to Colt Canyon, an unforgiving Western landscape filled with hidden treasure. I'm done reading now. Bladed Fury, uh, Princess G goes on a breathtaking and action-packed journey to prove her innocence after being accused of murder and exiled. She's got to rescue her sister and blaze a trail of bloody vengeance. It's a it's a 2D side scroller. So a couple of games for you there on uh, on games with gold. I don't know why they're continuing this program other than they have people still paying for it and they have to. But it's very clear they don't care about it, in my opinion. Yeah, dude, that's so weak. You figured they would. I mean, I guess it's not holiday season quite yet, but don't they usually do like kind of bangers towards the end of the year usually i don't know at it's least on so playstation long. and xbox it's been so long since i've paid attention to them okay yeah, yeah. it's kind of weak yeah it's kind of weak yeah 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Speaking of other free games, kind of free, this, this one actually is free, games coming up. Uh, this comes directly from NVIDIA. It says, Portal with RTX free DLC available December 8th with full Ugh. ray tracing and NVIDIA DLSS 3. Oof. Portal with RTX is launching December 8th, bringing full ray tracing and DLSS 3 to one of the best video games of all time. Free for all Portal owners, Portal with RTX reimagines Valve's 2007 classic using today's cutting-edge technology. Full ray tracing illuminates shades and shadows each test chamber with unparalleled quality i'm excited for this even if i only jump back into it for an hour because portal is one of the greatest games ever made and it can only be even better with dlss and i'm gonna i'm gonna jump back especially with the pc i have to i won't get dlss 3 but the ray tracing you won't get dlss 3 isn't that only on four series cards no i don't think so Oh, maybe it is. I think he's right. Yeah, I think two is on three series, but I thought three was only on four series. I think you're right about that. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I think but, you're right about that. Dude, I just know. You know how you know how Portal 2 is a little bit more open-ended in a lot of ways? If you remember the game, it's like not quite as confined uh-huh. to your like test chambers. Yeah. I feel like once I start doing test chambers in one with the new ray tracing, yeah. I don't know that I'll be able to stop. Yeah, oh, dude, yeah, that it's game dude, sucks you in so it's hard. Seriously, dude. And and you're just like clearing these little rooms and you hop on your elevator. It's just so addicting. It really is. It was either earlier this year or late last year. I think it was earlier this year that I had that same thing happen where I was like, I'm going to jump in the portal for an hour. And then seven hours later, <laughs> the sun came up and I was like, oh, like, God damn it, dude. Shit. It's just too good. Yeah. So that'll be free for anybody who owns the game. Obviously, PC is the way to go there now we kind of talked a little bit briefly earlier well we got two things about people missing the mark here let me find the first one it's in a link here uh missing the mark techforgamers.com says miles morales performing poorly than spider-man remastered on pc now this is clearly not written either well or in english i'm not 100 sure but that was a, a very bad title Marvel's Spider-Man Miles Morales is another plausible spider game from Insomniac Games, known for its compelling games based on Marvel comics primarily. And currently, Studio is working on two upcoming games, Wolverine and Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man Miles Morales got a PC port released earlier this month with DLSS 3 and ray tracing support to enhance the visuals. However, it could not beat the record of an all-time high of 66,436 concurrent players on Steam of Spider-Man Remastered, released in August of this year. On the other hand, Spider-Man Miles Morales only reached an all-time high of 12,241 concurrent players. So 
that's really weird because Miles Morales seemed to be the more people were really appreciating that one more, but like it's a whole new market. It's a whole new group of people. So I can understand why people would gravitate more towards Spider-Man than to Miles Morales. I suppose, even though Miles Morales is Spider-Man according to Spider-Man himself. So you can't deny it, but it just goes to show, like we were talking about Gran Turismo earlier coming to PC and that's just another game that's coming um, that has come Miles Morales. I'm wondering though, Dave, why do you think Miles Morales is not performing anywhere near as much despite being a more compact experience and cheaper? Yeah. Um, so just before we get into that, I just, so I did share this story and I understand it, it, it seemed a little dodgy, especially the way it was, was written, but I did mm-hmm. corroborate the facts on steamcharts.com and it yeah. is, uh, accurate. Yeah. Um, but I think you said it right there. Um, I, I think the cat got out of the bag pretty quickly, um, on Miles Morales that this is a, a brief experience compared to the original Spider-Man game. Um, and this game launched uh, on the Canadian Steam anyway. It was fifty nine ninety nine, so I assume it's fifty dollars um, for a game that you are probably going to complete the main campaign in seven to eight hours. And people know that, and I think that's what got people a little sour about it. Um, was it really that short? It's yeah, um, twelve thousand concurrent players on opening weekend is is not good. Um, especially compared to over 60,000 for um, Spider-Man back in August when it launched. I think it was August. Um, so, yeah, that, that, that's bad. Um, but again, I think, I think people realize that this is not a fully-fledged experience. It is, in my opinion, it's, it's, it's a robust DLC is what it is. Yeah. People, people are smarter than that. So, you know, I think people are going to enjoy this on PC. I do, I do think it needs to come down in price. Um but I think the better question is, does it need to do all that well? I think Not every really. time we talk about yeah, these PC know. ports from PlayStation, it's like this is found money for Sony. They clearly right. demonstrated that the work that has to go into actually porting these things probably isn't that bad because they're moving all these games over and they're not putting really much marketing at all behind it. Um, and, you know, Uncharted did okay. Spider-Man did great. God of War did great. Horizon did really well. Um, so they're going to keep doing it because I still feel like it's found money. So even though the last few titles weren't big hits, you know, you look at Sackboy, Miles Morales now, um, which I think is a little bit more surprising, especially compared to, you know, that in Uncharted. But, you know, I, I don't think this is cause for alarm. If you're a PC person and you're waiting for, you know, Gran Turismo, like we talked about earlier, I really don't think this is going to affect Sony's long term plans when it comes to kind of moving their big franchises franchises over to PC. But I just to summarize, it's it's too expensive and and people people will play it, but they'll wait for it to come down in price. Yeah, I think overall, I don't know if this was true or not, but I feel like because PC players are more often PC predominant players are more often given sales and they're given, you know, the steam sale and you can often get games for free, not even being part of a membership program. I think PC players in general are more frugal typically. And by that, I mean cheap. And I say that as someone who is kind of cheap sometimes, (laughs) uh, Brandon miles Morales, you played it. You loved it. You borrowed it from me though. You didn't buy it either. No. Yeah. I, I platted this. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed it a lot more than the other one, if I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's because I'm not a Spider-Man fan, mm-hmm. so maybe that didn't propel me through the entire first game. Right. 
But to be honest with you, I agree with Dave. The price might be too damn high. But I will say as a complete package for me, having had played both of them and finishing only one of them, I liked the size of Miles Morales. Like that was the perfect experience for me. So regardless of what price I would pay, like the Spider-Man experience for me was best at that size. So maybe I maybe I should think twice about Spider-Man 2 when it comes out because the first one, I burn out so quick. I I just you, was You picked it up a couple different times too. Yeah, and I, yeah. I was just uninterested. Um and Miles just kind of clicked for me. I don't know why. Yeah. Um but I get what you're saying about the price. Um, it definitely is not, by most standards, or even by the standard of the previous one, a full, in quotes, game. But um, for that reason, I actually kind of liked Miles better. So maybe take that with a grain of salt if you're considering buying it, is that you know maybe if you like the idea of Spider-Man, but you don't want it to be super robust, you just want some experience and then to move on, Miles might be a good option for you if you're willing to pay. So yeah. It's interesting because I feel like the story in in Miles's game was just as good or better than yeah. the first one and it wasn't bogged down by so many of the things that like the the Marvel Spider-Man was there was so much stuff in there that was like oh this is definitely just because they wanted to pad the game out a little further. Right. Some of the some of the puzzles and stuff like that it was like okay, you know. Uh, and I platted both of them. So, I mean, I played both of them through to completion twice, I think. But I think I did enjoy Miles more the more I, the longer time goes on, the more I think about it. But with that said, I loved Spider-Man just because I'm a Spider-Man fan and I thought it was a good game too. Right. So it's definitely interesting to think about and interesting to see how it'll perform on PC over time. But I would venture that, well, like all of us have said that yeah, it's probably in large part due to the fact that uh, 50 bucks for not that long of a game. Yeah. Dude, and the puzzles in the first one were ass. I agree with you. I just I just remember that. I don't I didn't dislike the puzzles. It I was just not. very clear that yeah. they were there to make you spend more time in the game and feel like it was worth your $60. Yeah. I guess you can auto skip them now, which. Oh, really? Now that you can do that. Oh, in the remastered version, yeah. I think they did that, which it was funny. They put that out like six months after the game. And then I was like, okay, <laughs> Jesus yes. Christ. From Twisted Voxel. And Dave sent me a link to this as well from pure Xbox. I'm not, I didn't read both of them, so I'm not sure what the differences here are, but it says that Microsoft has missed out on the forecasted subscriber target for its subscription service, Xbox Game Pass, by 10 million subscribers. In its response to the CMA's issues statement published on the 14th of October, 2022, Microsoft has stated that it has fallen short of hitting its estimated subscriber target for Game Pass by 10 million subscribers. According to Microsoft, Game Pass accounted for less than 5% by value of digital distribution of gaming content globally. Even just looking at multi-game subscription services alone, it is Sony which is larger in revenues today. Since its launch in 2017, Game Pass has gradually grown to approximately 25 million subscribers. As mentioned above, this is 10 million fewer subscribers than what was forecasted by the company for fiscal year 2022. They state that much of the existing growth has come from an undisclosed number of Xbox console users, and they account for an undisclosed percentage of subscribers across all Game Pass tiers. Microsoft argues that in reality, Game Pass has no market power today. Now, Dave, yeah, they missed their target, and maybe maybe you could say that their target was set artificially high or just unreasonably high, I guess. But do you think for them to say that Game Pass has no market power is a cop-out? 
Yes, absolutely. I think you're bang on there with, um, you know, maybe they set their projections high because this is a bit of posturing in front of, you know, these competition committees that are looking into this acquisition of Activision um, and Xbox saying, you know, we're not as big as you think we are. We don't have as much power. We don't have the exclusives that Sony has. I think you're seeing a lot of this kind of stuff come out. Now, I honestly think a lot of it is, is Microsoft trying to be smart and trying to posture. Um, at the same time, you have Sony kind of shooting back and saying, um, Xbox are fudging their numbers and they're actually 4 million users higher than what they actually said, which is still well below this target they had. But to say that they don't have market power is, is Xbox has been influencing consumer decisions in the gaming market for at least five years and it will continue to do so. And the Activision acquisition will, will bolster that big time um, probably two or three more times as much as, the Bethesda acquisition has um, oh, Xbox least, yeah. Game Pass subscribers are going to skyrocket early next year um, in time for uh, Redfall and obviously more importantly Starfield's launch. So to say yeah, that well, you don't have market power is is it's <laughs> I know what you're trying to do here, Microsoft, but we all kind of see through it. So <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean they they they've got something here. I think they still have a lot of work to sort of you know get what Sony has. Um, but at the same time, they've kind of been attacking it from a different angle for years. So maybe that's not realistic, but yeah, <laughs> I think they're just trying to say, what was me um, for the sake of what's happening. Now, Brandon, you know, they clearly don't have a, a market influence because uh, you're not there, no. even though you now have a PC as well as an Xbox that you bought specifically for Halo. But I don't know. What do you think? I, I'm, I'm curious to see... Yeah. I'm curious, first of all, to see if you end up getting Game Pass because you now have a PC and there are more games, but you also have so many games that you didn't play before that are now available to you. Right. That who knows? Yeah. This is an interesting subject for me because I feel like what you just said kind of makes sense. Let me start over. Do we think it has anything to do with the lackluster amount of I mean, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Forza, right, at the beginning of the year. Halo at the end of last year. What is Xbox... Like, how are they still picking up more players with big first-party shit? They aren't... They weren't this year, you know? Well... Do we think that has anything to do with it? And I'm not saying there's not value in Xbox. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying there's not value in Game Pass because the value is there. But how many people want to play day ones and haven't really had much interesting on day one. That's been big triple a. I'm not, I'm not talking about nothing. Right. There is value. But what I'm saying is does the loss or the falling short of game pass this year have anything to do with what we've been talking about for weeks now? I think that's definitely part of it that, you know, a lot of people were like, Oh, I've already signed up for game pass. And I'm just going to keep it until Starfield comes out and then Starfield gets delayed or whatever other right, games, you right. know, but I don't know for me, like, and I know I'm a, I'm an unusual, maybe I'm unusual in this sense, but like, as long as their third party offerings don't go down or get worse, yeah, like there is constantly something for me to play on game pass day right. one. Right. I never have to think about it. I mean, one of the biggest games of the year, one of the games nominated for game of the year, uh, is Playtale Requiem. It was on their day one. Uh, they're constantly getting day one games on game pass. And I don't know. It just seems to me like, 
like I think I'm subscribed already for game on on Game Pass Ultimate even through the end of next year still. Yeah. And so for me, it's like it's a clear value because even if I'm not playing all of my games on there, if I want to play one game on there a month, right, then it's worth $15 for me not to spend 60 or 70. True. And let's say it's an indie game, 40 then, whatever. Right. So like even if that evens out, there have been months where I've played two or three games that were day one on Game Pass for $15 rather than paying 120 to 180 to $200 for them. So Well, yeah, but to that I will say though, is you and I are not like the average video game player. That's probably true. That's the problem is that you have a vast library, but most people will look at the Game Pass library and say, I have no idea what the fuck any of these are. I know about three of them. Right. You know what I mean? So like, that's what I'm thinking. You know, even though there is immense value, I think the average consumer, they're not seeing Call of Duty on there. You know, they're not seeing God of... and it, not even just Sony, just like some other big things. Right. And not not that... I would say most consumers don't know what the fuck Plague Tale is. Oh, yeah, I would agree with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's nothing to take away from the game. Like, I want to play these games. They look incredible. Right. And you've talked so highly of them. But I think that sometimes... Like, I'm thinking of my brother. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know how much value would actually even be there because he just wants to play Fallout 4 and Call of Duty. Right. And, you know, not to say that everyone's like him, but I think that that's... Thank God. Yeah, right. I'm just I love your brother. No, but I think that that's <laughs> like something I often don't think of and that I wonder how much that affects that number. Sure. But they're bluffing in a way. I agree with you guys completely. It's just a lot of jesting. Um, and... For a second there, I thought in my head, like, is it possible they wanted to have a really shitty year this year? And shitty, I'm putting in quotes, because they didn't have a shitty year. Right. So that, because they knew this acquisition was coming up, they wanted to shoot. So they had, they said, okay, we're going to put forts out at the beginning of the year, and then we're going to delay this shit out of Starfield because we have this huge acquisition that's secret, secret. I think the skeptic side of me says yes. But then the realistic side of me says well, I really doubt that they knew they were going to have this much opposition from Sony. I No doubt there was going to be right. some sort of opposition. But I don't think they thought Sony would try to entirely stop the deal. You don't think? I don't think with so. With the way Sony's been for so many years with crossplay, they literally biting and scratching to even get that started in the first place? I don't let's not pretend like Sony was the only one though. Well, I'm not saying, yeah. I'm not saying, but they certainly are not giving out their piece of the pie, even if it's right. the crumbs, I you agree. know what I mean? Like, but I, so I don't think that they had that much. I don't think they had that much. Uh, maybe I'm wrong, but it, it would surprise me to find out that they were thinking they were going to have this much resistance to the Activision acquisition. Yeah. I think they certainly thought they would have to go through the regulatory bodies, but to be challenged on this level, public level, yeah, pop, by literally the head of PlayStation, yeah. I think they didn't anticipate to this degree. But also, like, they're a publicly traded company. I don't think that they can sandbag the year on purpose. Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, you're probably not right. to say that's never happened before right. with a publicly traded company. I mean, there have been companies in the past who have tanked stock holdings to better their prospects on other things, but. I just don't think that's pra- especially for Microsoft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're so pra- I thought about it for a second. I was like, that would be interesting. But I, yeah, yeah. So I think, I think they probably, you know, maybe they they made those levels a little higher. Maybe they were anticipating more 
And I think, you know, honestly, if Starfield had come out this year, I think they probably would have hit their mark. Yeah. Because and a those, ton of those, people are going to sign up. Those forecasts were probably prepared before Starfield's delay. And I, you yeah. could also reasonably suggest that um, Microsoft assumed that the trajectory that they got from Halo Infinite, as well as mm. Forza at the end of the year, would have carried over into next year. And then really know, we talk, we've talked about, you've never said that before. We've talked about <laughs> Halo Infinite. We talked about Halo Infinite a couple of weeks ago and what that was supposed to sort of gestate into, which just doesn't happen. So even if they did fudge it, I think you could reasonably say that we would have expected more. But I, the other question that I have is like, I, I understand that Sony's kind of kicking and screaming on the world stage right now, but have you guys seen their lineup for next year? Um, the only like look at this year, and we had like a number of of major releases and and remakes and all that kind of stuff. All they've got for next year is Spider Man, and I get they have Final Fantasy and stuff, but I, I'm just kind of looking at like what they've done the past couple of years. With yes, they've had their big name titles come out, but at the same time, they've done weird stuff like re release The Last of Us, which nobody needed a remake for, and um, we we've got one first party game, so. I don't, I, I'm wondering if 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 the if the fuel's running out a little bit and and Sony is kicking and screaming as hard as they can because they're looking at their forecast for the next two or three years and saying it's it's we can't make it like it was before. Well, um, I think I, I stole this from many other people. I've heard say it um, within my work and without outside of my work, but a lot of people seem to think that Sony is not Sony's main argument against Microsoft right now is exclusivity. It'd be, you know, it'd be a shame to make Call of Duty exclusive and not be able to... Meanwhile, they're the kings of making games exclusive. Games they didn't make or own uh, to make them at least timed exclusives, if nothing else. And to getting, you know, early access to things and to getting DLC and whatever else. So, like, I've heard, and I think it's probably got some merit, that part of the reason they're not talking too much is because... Oh, by the way, there's also um, the Horizon VR game. That's another game we know of, but Less. that's a VR game. Uh, that's about the only other game we know of. I think there is some merit in the idea that they're being quiet because they don't want to remind everyone who's in these regulatory bodies mm-hmm. that yeah. they also do a lot of exclusive stuff and they don't want people to see the big industry discussion around the Sony games that we all know exist and everybody else, I mean, they know it exists too. But you have to imagine, like, most of these regulators are suits. They're not people who know the industry as well as we do. They have to actually research this stuff. So if there's a headline that says, Sony just announced five new exclusives, that's going to impact those regulators' mindset more than all's quiet on the Western front. And, wow, Sony has nothing to show for the next couple of years. So I don't know the real answer, but that's a theory that I think is worth considering in regard to what you said. Yeah. No, but it is point. weird that we don't know what's coming from Sony. It's also weird that we know what's coming from Microsoft, but we have no idea when because I'm not convinced they can they can <laughs> put out anything on time. And I lo- I'm more of a Microsoft person this generation right now than I I mean not as far as their boxes, but as far as their services. I'm loving PlayStation's games more because there are some, but Xbox's services and everything right now are carrying me over uh, for sure. Like I said with Game Pass, I just. I'm a, I'm a Game Pass evangelist because there's so much stuff I wouldn't play at all, let alone day one, just because it's not something I would go spend 60 bucks on or 70 bucks on, but hey, I'll try it out. Oh, and at, you know what? Actually, I'm going to buy that now because it was really good and it was on Game Pass and whatever. So an interesting turn of events for sure. 
But to see them miss their numbers is not all that surprising to me. And I suppose once they delayed those games, they were expecting that. But uh, I think we know that that doesn't actually hurt Microsoft in the long run because they have plenty of money and they know they have plenty of games coming. Just a matter of when <laughs> when they're going to release. We also have that Wolverine game, Dave, although we have no idea when that's coming either. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, there's, sh- there's a lot of thinking. stuff that they've kind of announced, but we know it's not. It could come next year, and we have the Game Awards next week, so that could change everything. There could That's be true. some yeah. announcements Dude. for stuff this year, but yeah. Dude, I want to. I want them to release Monster Hunter Worlds too. I am itching for that, especially with the with the rise of Rise. Um, yeah, you know, that'd be uh, cross platform though. Cross platform? I don't or know. Multi? No, no. Yeah, okay. yeah. Well, did. Was World on Xbox? Yep, they won. was it. No shit, I, I I never realized that. Yeah, never mind then. I on for PC. some reason thought that was PlayStation. It was on PC as well. Damn. Yeah, it came to PC. Missed. Uh, that was a delay. That was like a year after, wasn't it? Was it was later, wasn't it? Okay. Yeah. yeah, but in any case, it's yeah. You can get that anywhere. You can play that on uh, a pregnancy never test mind. right here. Yeah, never mind. You can play it on what? A pregnancy test. Oh yeah. Oh dude. Hey Dave, what have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing Spider-Man Miles Morales. Oh shit. <laughs> shit, dude. You know, you guys were talking and and you were you were getting a little bit too detailed about the story spoilers, or I was I was afraid you were gonna spoil something for me. Which, which is fine. The game's been out for two years. I've I've no, had no, no. My time, I am a but... big proponent of never spoiling games. Ever. Right, right. That's fair. I appreciate it. I'm that. not gonna bitch at people if they do if it's a ten year old game, but I'm not gonna do it. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I, I kind of mentioned it last week that there was a big old Black Friday sale and, uh, on PSN and, um, Spider-Man Miles Morales was 60% off and it was at a price that I finally said that looks about right in my opinion. And I, I kind of been like, like, I really wanted to play an open world game, but I didn't want to play something that was going to take me 60 hours. I was wrestling over like Redemption, Redemption 2, Horizon 2. Um, and then I finally landed on Miles Morales for the exact reason that we just spent, you know, 10 minutes talking about. It's a concise game and it's, 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 it's something you can finish the campaign in, you know, seven, eight hours. If you want to platinum it, you can do that in like under 20 hours. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's a nice concise experience. I'm really enjoying, um, the story, the characters. I think what I like most is, um miles morales's venom abilities like his like oh, electricity yeah. stuff venom uh, strike yeah it's 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 pretty cool i don't understand it i don't know if the story is going to explain it a little bit better but uh <laughs> i don't really care it's a superhero game and i really like his moves and his skill tree i also like that those skills trees are like relatively small like there's yeah. not like dozens of different skills i have to go through so i feel like i picked the right one um so yeah i'm really liking it looks great obviously um i like like the winter setting and stuff it makes me think of the division and christmas stuff um i do think some of the side content is a little bit undercooked there seems to be a lot of like swing here and press triangle on this box or like swing to this location and like press triangle on this like thing that you know your friend like hid here and this it, cat in your backpack and or like there. yeah swing to this place and fight these guys in this area and i don't know it just i i was kind of i i don't recall what the side stuff was like in the original spider-man game but very similar uh, i was like people like jizzed on this game when it first came out and i get that like it, it came out with the playstation 5 and it was like it was the big game to get 
um, I wanted to play Godfall and everybody was playing Spider-Man Miles Morales. <laughs> but I think about like I'm like Assassin's Creed Valhalla and I get that Ubisoft is like that's the company you dump on. But I was kind of thinking like the side stuff that you do in that game compared to this. And I'm like, it was a lot more like interesting. Like it wasn't as simple as just going to a place and like interacting with something. Like there was always like a traversal puzzle in the way or like there was these like collectibles where when you get close to them, they would like infect you because they were like had curses on them and stuff. So like you had to navigate with a screwed up screen. So I don't know. I was expecting a little bit more from the side stuff. It's fine um, because, you know, swinging around the city is like super fun and you have to do that 80% of the time. So, so yeah, um, Miles Morales, I've uh, been putting a little bit more time into Deep Rock Galactic and um, Gran Turismo. I don't want to kind of repeat myself, but I did finally get gold on the final Dude. license test in um, in Gran Turismo 7. That's huge. A, yeah, it, uh, I'm, I was pretty proud of myself. It's I, I have just over 40 hours in that game, which isn't a lot of time. And as I said last week, I think the majority of that time was spent on license tests. And I, I, I didn't do it for the trophy. I did it because I... I was like pushing for gold for the first few tests and like, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to keep aiming for gold on all of them. So I committed to it and 30 hours later I've got it. So I was kind of curious, like, can you guys recall a time when you spent what in retrospect felt like an ungodly amount of time for like one thing in a video game, whether that be like an achievement or a trophy or like an armor set or like just completing a mission or I don't know. It just, I, I, I don't regret it. It feels good. But I, when I look back, I'm like, I've spent all my time on these license tests and nothing right. else. I want to say yes, definitely. I'm having trouble remembering a specific time. The one thing I can remember is in Crash Team Racing, I was going for a particular like oh, time I trial. This. I was going for a particular time trial and I spent probably 20 hours trying to get it and I never did. And I just Oof. gave up because wow. something else came out. But I can't remember anything else that I like actually got the satisfaction of getting it afterwards. Right. Probably a lot of like uh, get this speed run for a trophy or something like that. And I'm not really a trophy guy. I'm a guy who if I have most of the trophies, I'll go for more after the fact. But I don't know. Yeah. Brandon? Mine was getting the platinum for Dark Souls 3. Mm-hmm. And not just the platinum. There was one trophy where you had to grind one of the factions and there were only a couple places where reasonably you could do it. On the steps of Anne Orlando, there was two silver knights. And at the bottom of the steps, there was a bonfire. And so for literally, I wish I was exaggerating, probably 15 or 20 hours, oh. <laughs> I spent killing these same two enemies. It just had an insanely low drop rate. Like it was criminally low. Um, over and over. You just walk up. And these silver knights... If you guys know the Black Knights and Dark Souls, they're not easy. They're like big knight enemies. And this is just a silver version of that guy. Um, So just over and over, you know, up, kill the two silver knights, down, bonfire, up, kill the two knights, over and over. And it was very rewarding by the end. You spent a lot of time like in one sitting doing that too if i recall no yeah absolutely what i would do actually is i would almost shut my brain off because i'd been killing these silver knights for so long that i could just like almost abuse their mechanics because i'm just doing the same thing over and over and so i just turn on music and just fucking just sit there and do it for hours 
The reason why I think I saw this particular stupid task through to the end, um, and in sort of a larger way of looking at it, why I love racing games like this is that like, even though you're spending a lot of time on it, every single time I played, I could see the improvement in my time. Yeah, right, so like you right. spend the first couple of times just kind of learning the track and stuff. And then you start like changing up your strategy and after every like session, you could see, okay, I've come down this much. So next time I play, I'm going to have it down this much. And you just kind of right. keep going and going. So I think that made it easy. But yeah, if you're listening and you have any kind of similar examples, I'd love to hear them in Discord. Yeah. So, yeah. Dave, I got to know though, are you, do you turn ghost car on or off? Um, I, toward, as I'm getting closer to kind of hitting my, my desired time trial time or whatever, I turn it off because it gets too distracting. But when I'm learning, yeah, learning the track, I usually turn it on with like a, depending on what it is, like you can put like, I, I would put it on for like a two tenths offset. So like it doesn't drive away from me and I can actually see where it's entry points and exit points, where it's breaking, all that kind of stuff. So um, yeah, at first I'll have it on, but then it gets too distracting and I'm not focusing on like the corners right. the track. I'm focusing right. on racing this thing. So right. that that's what so I end well. up doing. It's just, yeah. it's like chasing my own shadow pretty exactly. much. So. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and go because mine's less interesting, I think, or not, not interesting. Uh, I've still been playing a little bit of Requiem and God of War Ragnarok. I'm having trouble right now getting into them and mostly because my hours are very limited. So when I do have time to actually play games, I'm like ready to go to bed earlier than I normally go to bed too. So I'm having a little bit of difficulty with that. And also like call of duty being out and all of my friends playing call of duty and like seeing everyone in the discord discussion room and like not being in there hanging out (laughs) is killing me a little bit sometimes. So but Requiem, I'm trying to just play like an average of a day, an hour a day. And it's such a somber and depressing game that sometimes that's, it's like, oh my God, just <laughs> kill me right. before I have to. Yeah. So uh, I'm enjoying them both a lot. And God of War, I haven't played enough to get tired of at all. Um, I just haven't had the time and I've been splitting it between things and trying to prioritize along with like knowing when show spoiler cast, I have to edit are coming and everything like that. So. Anyway, it's just been a tough thing. I've been playing, though, still a lot of uh, Modern Warfare 2, playing a lot of uh, Warzone and a lot of DMZ, and for whatever reason, just enjoying that a lot. And I think it is just because I'm getting to play with friends and goof around. And also the new, um, I think it was last Tuesday. Yeah, it was last Tuesday it came out. The new PvP mode in Sea of Thieves came out, and I've only really played that, I think, three nights to date uh three out of seven though is a lot for me but especially in the last like six months playing sea of thieves i just haven't played as much but it's just so good yeah uh, for those who don't know like basically you queue up and you say you want to fight and then you dive under the water and you come up with a new server against somebody else who wants to fight and you fight and like it's just you're not running around stealing loot from people all the time you're not doing what i'm used to doing in in sea of thieves and i assume that eventually this will become like a side mode for me like i still like to do the regular adventure stuff and go out and sync people who are doing you know story-based stuff and doing (laughs) quests and everything but for right now just being able to go in and face and there's there's matchmaking uh skill-based matchmaking to some extent and so going out and like fighting people who want to fight and not having to chase people all across the map it's been 
really, really, really good. And the, they nailed everything about it. The system's almost flawless. Uh, there are some issues, of course, like there are with any new update, but it's way better than some of the previous updates. The music's phenomenal. Uh, it's just pure hype, honestly. Yeah. And it's like everything I wanted from the game. People who want to fight and who are equally matched. Because either a lot of times either are completely, absolutely dunking on people, which is like 95% of the time, or the other 5%, we're just getting absolutely trashed. Very rarely do you come up against somebody in Sea of Thieves that you're equally matched to, that you feel like you're able to compete against and like you have as much danger as you have as you are dangerous. And in this mode, it feels more often like you're really competing against somebody who's on your similar level. So that's a lot of fun for me. And uh, that's about it. For yeah. Now. yeah, I mean, honestly, since last Tuesday, I really have been incredibly busy yeah. almost every single day except for Wednesday evening and Monday evening. And I was setting up my PC that night. Um, so I've played Call of Duty Mattress here and there. Um, but really, unfortunately, I don't have anything to update on God of War. Even if I did, I can't talk about too much. Uh, I need to get back into that. But yeah, just more duty, I guess, man. I, um, I'm still going strong. Um I expected this. Um, this will consume my life for a while, and I'm happy about it. This is honestly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, this is yeah. this is what I've wanted. That's what you live for? I've needed that. This was like an empty puzzle piece in my heart yeah. for a long time. Ever since you know 2019. Ever since the fall of Warzone, not the fall period, like the fall for me. You know, that right. was something that I really enjoyed having as a fallback. And now that I finally have a solid shooter to fall back on, it's so exciting. Um, and the PC just makes it that much better. So. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Well, I think that's that's, that's the show, boys. Damn. That's all we got. Again, if you want to help support us for as little as a dollar a month, you can go over to patreon.com slash hands phantom. Sign up for ad for early access. We appreciate that. And then the Discord over at handsomephantom.com slash Discord. Free for everybody to jump in, hang out, talk to a buddy, that's meet right. a friend, yeah. make, meet an enemy, whatever you want. <laughs> It's there for you. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Goodbye. The HP Podcast is brought to you by our patrons over at patreon.com slash handsome phantom. Thanks to our producers, Grabalicious, Christian Snow, Rainick, Chris Bylock, Derek O, Nuke Dukum, Brian Parrott, Htrons, Maurice Bays, Passive Pixels, Edwin Castillo, Boots, Poot, Jared, Josh Cummings, Edward Walton, Charles Peterson, Toby Ryland, Wormhat. <laughs>